0: grateful for all of you listening and all the support and everyone who encouraged me to bring it back because honest truth it wasn't going to come back i didn't think it would come back it wasn't any bad blood about it season 1 definitely did end abruptly and it was the beginning of the pandemic and i think people just didn't know what was going on no one expected what had happened and i mean we're in 2021 now which is crazy but It still hasn't been solved. It's still really tragic and really sad all over the world. And my heart definitely goes out to everyone because I know last year especially was such a hard year for so many people, if not every person out there in all different ways, shapes and forms. So my heart definitely goes out to you and, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to fight this and we're going to continue on and it's going to be okay. Um, but I'm so excited to be back and so excited to share this chat with you. This was the first chat I did. Um, I've had so many chats so far. It's been, you're going to love this season. Um, this is the only chat I did in person. Obviously, pandemic's still happening. Alyssa, though, is lives down the road and I was able to, I was so grateful to be able to see her and had that social connection and an interaction. But the rest of the chats are from all over the world and all on Zoom. Um, so it was really nice to have that one-on-one time Alyssa's is one of my friends and she we talk about this because i talk about how i kind of stalked her to become her friend i mean it's not that dramatic but it, it kind of was um and we talk about making friends as adults, and that's really hard. So a little bit about Alyssa: she's a holistic nutrition and wellness life coach, and her role is to help women become the best versions of themselves through self love and nutrition. So she's a former chef, a former personal chef to some top rated clients, and oh, I, I this heart, this chat just melted my heart and made me so whole. And just listening to it back just refueled my soul again (laughs) so Alyssa if you want to like if you're so lucky to meet Alyssa and get to know her she's just the most wise calming grateful in tune person and we talk about being perfectly imperfect and all these other things like finding your purpose she's went through um, a period of time where she had to find herself and surrender to herself and go inward with herself to get to where she is and getting out of that dark tunnel. We talk about that a lot. We also talk about comfort eating during COVID, why we are reaching to nostalgic foods. And I also do just want to add a disclaimer that this episode, we do discuss eating disorders and disordered eating, and we talk about our own personal experiences. So this episode may be triggering for you. Um, If that is the case, this may be one to skip. And I also just want to put out some companies out there that are working to help you if you're in that situation. NAMI in the US is amazing. In Australia, the Butterfly Foundation, or there's always Beyond Blue. And of course, please do speak to your medical practitioner or provider if you're going through anything and do get some help. This episode is a little bit long. I hope you can stick through it. And at the end, I don't know what happened to my microphone, but it completely just broke. So bear with me. Enjoy. I can't wait to hear from you. And make sure you hit subscribe and share, rate, like, and Talk to us on our socials, all links below. Okay, I was just let's, like talking let's about start you. There. <laughs> let's start with your name. Everyone, this is Alyssa. Yes, hello. Is that all you're going to say? I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> I I like. So, Alyssa is, um, I've wanted Alyssa
1: on my podcast before the podcast was a podcast. Like, do you remember? I remember. Yeah, it was before your first episode, but you were telling me that you were going to start this podcast mm-hmm. and that you wanted me to be. On it because you it? like
0: inspired me to my core, and you were like, yeah, yeah, I really want to be on it. And then we'll get into this in a bit how you changed your life over the last, you know, a year and a half, year or so. And then you were like, you know, let me be on it when I finish this. And I was like, yes, even better. And now you're graduated, you're finished, and you're on the second season of the podcast, and I'm excited. So I met. Alyssa at the gym which I never go to I mean we haven't been to all year because it's like closed (laughs) closed. but before that okay I'm gonna start (laughs) I have to confess something okay this has only happened um, I would say two times in my life and the two times that it happened it was the same situation like people they were in the same room I like you know how I was telling you before I have really intuitive dreams I've yeah. like have a very intuitive just like personality. I'm just very in tune with my gut. I'm very in tune with people, especially and dreams. So I like if I meet you for the first time, I can tell you, are we going to be friends? Are we going to be acquaintances? Like where is it going to go? I can tell you straight away. But this this has never happened that until uni when I did my journalism degree it was like my first subject and I was sitting in this tutorial and I looked over this girl and I was like she's gonna be my friend like I just looked at this girl, and I thought she was so cool she was like so pretty and I was like she's gonna be my friend and that same tutorial another girl came in and I was like yeah she's that they're so cool they they didn't know each other. None of us knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then we became best uni friends. And like they're still my close friends today. Wow. I talk to them like all the time. And it happened when I saw you for the first time. <laughs> <I'm
1: sorry. laughs> it sounds so creepy. In you know, our workout class. In our workout
0: class, I like I was in the back and I saw you and I was like, She's gonna be my friend. <laughs> like
1: it's so creepy. Hello? And, and it was
0: it was months before I talked to you. Oh my gosh. So you wouldn't even so know I existed funny. because what happened when when we became friends? I was slowly becoming getting to more of a schedule, and I was able to be like, "Hey, I'll see you next Thursday at boxing," you know. But before that, I was working days and nights, and we had every hour like mm-hmm. you know time shifts were different. So I could go to boxing one week, and then the next two weeks I probably won't be there. I just wouldn't know. So this was like. I was. This is when I was first at the gym, and I had gone. It was L's um, skipping class. Oh my! So it was a jump s- rope. Jump rope class. So hard. Which is my favorite class, and I could never make it. And like these odd days on a Tuesday morning that I could possibly make it, and I was like, this girl is for sure a fitness model, oh and she's God. gonna be my friend. <laughs> like, you guys have. <laughs> because she's so hot she has these abs she's so beautiful and you can just see inside her soul and you're like this is the coolest girl I've ever met in my life and and I so I I saw and in the funniest part is you can ask the other friend that I stalked I I didn't stalk I won't say stalk but who I visioned up to be my friend and I told her about you
1: oh my (laughs) god I was like
0: hey you know how like um had that weird vibe and i knew you were gonna be my friend and it took we didn't with that girl we didn't talk that whole semester it was her that talked to me on the last day we were handing in an assignment and she said to me you look like someone i know and then we started then we became friends after that but i just it's so it sounds like a creep like i look from afar you know
1: what that doesn't sound creepy at all i think that that is a amazing quality And you can weed out people very quickly in your life. And I'm flattered that. Oh,
0: thank. I'm glad you're not like telling me to leave right now because (laughs) I was like thinking about it coming here, and I was like. I remember that, like I was like oh, I remember when I like met her for the first time and I was like wait no that's when you met her she didn't meet you like you're just like a creep <laughs> that watched didn't watch you. oh my god I sound like a horrible I didn't watch you like I'm not <laughs> stalking I know like, what you meant I was just like that girl's awesome I want to be her Aww. friend and you looked like you were like the leader
1: of Aww. the whole class thank you and I was
0: like this is the fun of, like this is I because I love skipping so I was like this is the best class ever the best
1: workout and the coolest people. I'm like the cheerleader. Yeah. For sure. For sure. In, 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 in cheer- everybody's <laughs> life. I know, right?
0: <laughs> and so it was a few months later, I finally got a schedule. And um, then Boxing Thursdays happened. And I was still like, just going to be the, I was like, oh, no way. This girl's here again. Like, she's going to be my friend. <laughs> and then I can't remember how we started talking, but I, I was, I, I know I made a conscious effort to try and talk. To be in, like, your... Like, a circle of, like...
1: I think we were at the same punching bag. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's what happened. And I probably... I don't know, but I probably deliberately went there to be your friend. But I was... (laughs) I don't know. You had the cutest workout stuff. So I might Um, have also said something to you first. Like... Oh, thank God. Complimented your outfits. Thank you. You always had, like, cute matching outfits. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Try. Try. (laughs) And yeah but i remember when
0: we talked that first time we talked for quite a bit and then we were gonna i was like yeah let's get a drink i was like yes i mean like this girl's awesome but we never did um and i don't think we still have we (laughs) still have it and then COVID happened and then yeah but we, we we but then like can i just say it wasn't like two months that i was like stalking her and then that we had like a whole year yeah where we were like friends and i'd see you like thursdays and fridays and then talk to you and stuff and then COVID hit
1: well it's funny too that you say that because I know we never actually went and got a drink but I feel like part of my so the only part of my social life really the most time I spent were with the people at the gym I know like I saw you every day Chloe every day Kiki every day Angel Mm -hmm. Elle yeah you know and... That was,
0: that was me too. It like, was those like, were my
1: friends. It was my friends. It was my <laughs> me time.
0: But then suddenly I had friends. Yeah. And it was it was actually a really cool thing for me because you you were actually... Like, in all honesty, you were my actual first friend I actually made in LA. Really? Because I had my other friends but yeah, who from- I'd known before I'd moved. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, friends of those friends. But I'd never needed to make friends because I was fine with the ones I had and I wasn't in going any places where I was in a position to meet new people.
1: Mm. So you
0: are actually my first friend friend.
1: I love that. I love meeting new people because I feel like it gives you an opportunity almost to start fresh with people and also like with yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to because they don't know anything about you and you don't know anything about them, both of you are so vulnerable. Yeah. Like when you start this new friendship. And so it's, it's hard as
0: an adult. Like, where do you even start to become friends? Like you you have to like actually make an effort. Yes. I want to know your love language, but I want to guess. I think I Ooh. I think I know it. Are you quality time and acts of service?
1: Yes! <laughs> okay. Damn girl. <laughs> yeah. We just high fived. If you couldn't hear I think that, everyone could hear because I can feel it. Wow, it was really tough. You're working out—that was impressive. Oh, I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty predictable. No,
0: you're not predictable. I mean, there's only like five to begin with, or something. And like, I know you well enough to. You just know you. You can feel people's auras. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think I am?
1: Oh, I think you are acts of service. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And. Ooh. What's the gift one? Gifts? Yeah, something gifts. Okay, so that's not your
0: No, I I th- I access service I'm for the, sure. I'm the I can I'm the one that I'm very uncomfortable receiving gifts, but I love giving gifts. Yeah,
1: that's that's, that's what I yeah. that's what I I'm
0: but I'm more the same as you. I'm more access service quality time.
1: Quality time. I love that. I yeah, love It's things. oh yeah. I mean learning your love language I mean, I wish we all could learn our love language when we were a child, and us be taught about it. You know what yeah. I mean? To like understand other people, and that not to take things personally. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think so because there's one thing. Because you know, the first season of the podcast, for a lot of the I and I'm still obsessed with all that we talked about. You know, moons and all of that. Just before we got on, but I'm I love the zodiacs. I love your ascending moon. You're all of that. I like learning about that part but I think there's something special about your love language because it it's not there's no right or wrong there's Mm -hmm. just because you like receiving gifts it doesn't mean you're not a good person like but you learn a lot about a person and you you know in terms of friendships you always have like if you just think about it there are certain people you go to for certain things so it's important with your love language, you know exactly who's gonna be there during this situation, right? Versus this, you know who who's gonna. It's not gonna be there. It's who can align and relate more.
1: Absolutely, and it can really
0: help out. You know, when do you? What's um? So you're engaged? Yes, which is exciting. Yeah. You should see her ring. It's so pretty. She's been engaged for um some time now. <laughs> but like, oh, not in a rude way. Like, no, it's like, not
1: rude. It's. I mean, I. We had a long engagement to start with. Did you? Well, decently yeah. long. We got en- going to be, be a We year. got engaged last June, like June 2019, and then we were supposed to get married in September 2020, mm-hmm. but we couldn't because our wedding.
0: Well, it's fine. It's, can, it's just a <laughs> helicopter plane. Okay. That's fine because I was going to yeah. ask you about that. I live that. in Hollywood,
1: and there's helicopters but all But she over. lives in
0: Hollywood, but the place looks like it's a mix between palm springs and italy
1: it's the cutest it's little so cute. hidden gem right smack dab in the middle of hollywood on the top of a hill there's palm trees but they actually this is a true fact they developed this area like all of the homes and you'll see they're all like these little nooks and crannies that you can stairs you can walk up and down and hills like the little hidden areas they modeled this neighborhood after the Amalfi Coast. Shut up. I didn't know that until quarantine when I was, I like was bored walking around the neighborhood and Googled it.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So funny.
0: It yeah. It makes sense why you're drawn to it because you were going to get married in Italy.
1: Yeah. I was going to get married in September, but that's okay. We postponed it to next year. Yeah. So.
0: I remember like 2020 has just been. Interesting. I I remember. I, I remember a lot of things i remember one when you when because we were when we said we were going to get a drink or something we had to we had it picked a date but we pushed it back because you you were like oh i'm i've just have to go on to this golf trip or something with like such and i was like oh that's fine no worries you know well, next time and then next time come like i saw her at the gym the following week and she had a ring (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, oh my god thank god we postponed it because and she was so excited and then for months you were showing me like dresses and veils and 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 lemons and and cards and invitations and it was so exciting and then covid hit and i remember in march i would just come back it was like my second day back since being in australia and then Italy went into lockdown, and I called you, and I was like, "Don't just chill, like it's gonna be <laughs> fine, like you're gonna be okay." I know. And we are like, if "Your wedding's in September; it's totally it's fine. Plenty of time. Don't worry. About this we're in March right now. Calm down. They'll be fine." And
1: then, you know. Here we are.
0: That's what okay. was? When was the moment you knew it? It's not gonna happen.
1: Um. So our venue, like we were so lucky that. All of our vendors and our venue like everybody was super flexible and they actually they weren't worried at all okay. um, and they said let us know by the end of may but Sach and i just knew because it was another country and a lot of people like our family members that are coming to the wedding had lost their jobs and we just didn't want like one of the biggest reasons we chose italy aside from aesthetically it being stunning um, we just really wanted our families to be able to go on a big vacation together. And when our, when our families were affected, we were like, now is not the time. Even if we find out in May or June even, you know, even if by June things are fine, that's not enough time, like, that our family is going to have to, like, recoup from this. So, and we weren't planning – we're not planning on having kids – right away when we got married anyway. So we're just like, you know what? Let's just push it to next year. That way we're definitely gonna be in the clear by next September. Please God. Jeez. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but um yeah. So we're we are actually really happy. This has been a blessing in disguise. We've yeah. we've really connected at such a deeper level, like during lockdown that it's been it actually has been beautiful
0: yeah I was gonna ask you like what is the upside of time you're all about the gratitude you're all about you know there's so much to be thankful for and I think 2020 there is so much to be thankful for there are so many lessons learned Mm -hmm. but what is it in your relationship Mm. is it is it that quality time that you wouldn't have had
1: yeah you know uh that's such a great question because I am so connected to gratitude that I actually feel like I was so excited for all of the other things outside of that connection with my partner like I was so excited to wear it's like when you go school shopping you can't wait to wear your clothes like I couldn't wait to wear my dress I couldn't wait to wear my veil I couldn't wait to wear my earrings my shoes I couldn't wait to you know be be in Italy yeah on the Malfi Coast and when I had that taken away it was just kind of like oh shit like yeah that stuff is the that stuff is like the bonus like this is this is the core this is the foundation is our love that's really the only thing that matters at the end of the day even if we can't get married in Italy this coming year like it it doesn't it doesn't doesn't matter it doesn't change the love that we have for each other
0: yeah I think that's that's the most special thing and I think a lot of people in terms of weddings they forget the core yes. of the day, because it, it, it's so easy to forget. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. There's so much to organize. It's such a big event. There's yeah. especially if it's a like a like a what do they call it? A destination wedding. Yeah. There are people coming. You have to make sure they're all good. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom, the end of the day, you're committing your love to someone, and that is the most important thing. And exactly. It's, it's really exciting. Yeah. I think I feel I'm feeling good vibes for you. Twenty twenty one. It's oh, gonna be please. fun. <laughs> like I and I don't know. How did you meet him, quickly?
1: Uh, just quick story. We met through one of my best friends. Okay. So my one of my best friends married his good friend. Okay. And they introduced us. We went cute. on a double date. It cute. Was, That's yeah, really
0: cute. It was history. Because I don't know... I, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong. I have a feeling you had a bad relationship before him.
1: So my relationship before him was actually not a bad relationship. Okay. I was just giving um I don't even know I was living my life for him not for myself
0: because I wanted to ask um uh, Sierra said something one time and I was like well that's really interesting because she married Russell Wilson and she was saying like when she found Russell it was at a time when she when she was single she wasn't praying to find a guy she was praying for herself Mm. so she was praying for herself to grow as a person and to you know and she knew the qualities that she that were non-negotiable when yeah. she found the guy but she w- she wasn't like a lot of people are like oh i just want a guy to be like this or that or that she wasn't thinking about him she was praying for herself so do you think you were kind of in that room like
1: 1000 percent? i was absolutely in that place of like um uh uh Surrender to me, to myself, and to the universe as well. Like, I, I have to surrender to this. Yes, I. Back to the non-negotiables. Like, these are non-negotiables in a person. I now have been single for three years, four years actually. I was single for was it three. Whatever it doesn't matter. I was single for a while. And I had that time to grow and I felt like whenever that person comes around,
0: it will happen. It will happen. happen. It's meant when
1: to it, happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and it happened. And it happened. Yay. I know. So excited for you. i was like a little chilly to school girl. I'm like, oh my God, Alyssa has a boyfriend. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanna, um, that's really sweet. I really love that. That. I wanna now move into okay, so do you wanna give like a sentence or two about what you do now? And then I wanna talk about how we got there. And I wanna talk like from the beginning. Yeah. So what how do you describe your occupation right now?
1: Yeah, so I am a holistic nutrition wellness life coach. Love it. Yeah that's the best. So I help yeah, I help women become the best version of themselves through self-love and nutrition and she does she really
0: does (laughs) um okay so we're gonna get to like this place because you weren't always in that role Mm -hmm. but I want to talk your growing up yeah okay did you come from a family that were very in tune with health and wellness and fitness or was that something you learned on your own and found yourself in
1: yeah, that's such a good question. Um, no, I didn't come from a family who my health and nutrition was never a priority in our home. I mean, my mom cooked a lot. We mostly ate at home. Um, but I think my discipline for just in life started at a young age when i was um when I got into competitive, synchronized swimming
0: oh my god yeah I can imagine you doing it too
1: I was um yeah I was I was um extremely disciplined as a swimmer um I mean I started when I was eight years old literally like eight years old and at a young age I just knew that like my it wasn't so much my coach putting the pressure on like can't eat sugar you can't drink soda you can't eat Doritos you know it was just I somehow at a young age like now knowing the knowledge that I have looking back at my young self I'm like holy cow I was so in tune with my body at such a young age I knew that like when I ate the junk food that I wasn't swimming as well
0: wow so, that's like,
1: I wasn't able to hold my breath as long. I wasn't, and you know, synchronized swimmers. That's like one oh, of them. It's about your lungs. Yeah, power. core core strength and your um, yeah. the lung power is yeah. so important. That's
0: so incredible. Yeah, Cause I was I was a competitive swimmer, but I I look back now and I'm actually so grateful that the whole like celebrity diets and all of that never phased me because it really could have. Um and I think it phased me it fazed me after school. But during school I was like I, I didn't really think twice if I ate a pasta. It wasn't every day. I just knew on Fridays after swim club I'd have pasta. Or I'd mm-hmm. have it before, and I'd and pasta would give me energy. Like it was never like, oh my god, carbs, no carbs, no carbs. Yeah. You can't do that. And I think it's because as well, I stayed very much the same shape, pretty lean, I, because I I knew I was working. I was working out at least once a day, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: at five a.m. every weekday. I was swimming, and then after school, I was training for like volleyball basketball hockey soccer like i played every sport so i was and then we played played hockey that's (laughs) my favorite i'm honestly i'm looking hard like this year has been a write-off i've been looking for years for a field hockey team i love you i'm like i can't no one plays it out here do you want to find a team with me no No, i'm not that's my favorite maybe
1: maybe satchel okay because that is my
0: favorite sport (laughs) and i'm 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 I crave it so much. Oh, I so like funny. I love I hockey so thought. really? Yeah. Oh, I'm a bitch. I like love I love that. a good el- <laughs> I need a good, that, and that's why I t- like ended up liking boxing so much because it was like I either get to hit the ball or hit something. Like I need to get my anger out somehow. Yeah. Not that I'm like I'm not usually an
1: angry person. <laughs> but yeah, it I It feels good to- It feels
0: good. Hockey's 100% my favorite sport ever. That's um, so funny. And yeah, so I think I, I ate pretty. My mom cooked pretty healthily. It was never I never thought twice about it. Um my I knew if I wanted junk food, I'd go to my grandma's house because <laughs> she'd give it to me. But I never I never overate. I never binged it. Like I loved you know, ice cream when I could, but like it, food was never and I'm so happy about that because I think I got quite obsessive with it after school. Yeah. And yeah. Now like, you know, you've got to work at it. Like and I find now intuitively just if you want it, eat it. If you don't want it, don't eat it. And like my grandma said the something that really struck me a few months probably probably when I was at home she bless her she's 90 years old goes to the gym three times a week goes to her gym class oh
1: my gosh and
0: she's just like the funniest person you've ever met and her routine is she'll go to the gym my grandpa you know will pick her up she'll get in the car open the glove box and have biscuits and I was like you just went to the gym like doesn't it defeat the whole purpose and she's like it makes me happy and I was like oh my god like do I want to be when I'm 90 am I gonna look back to when I was like 25 and be like oh you shouldn't have had that ice cream that day
1: no I'm not even gonna think about it
0: so so why make myself miserable now and it's not even gonna have an effect on me later like you know obviously I'm all about the balance I'm I eat generally pretty healthy all the time so if I want to have something let me have it like you know did you ever have like a bad relationship with food?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, yeah. So it came, like you said, after school. Right. Um, When I graduated high school, <clears throat> I dropped out of college. I went to college for like not very long, but I dropped out of college. And I was basically doing a part-time job with a full-time commitment and I was I was dancing for the Phoenix Suns and I will say nobody ever told me that I needed to lose weight but it was this like you
0: you just feel societal
1: pressure that I had because I'm like a I'm like a curvy girl I mean I'm I'm fit but I have curves you know like I I have a womanly figure and a lot of the girls that I was dancing with were like little toothpick skinny yeah. girls stick and thin stick thin girls and that had been dancing their whole lives. And I was just, you know, I didn't start dance until high school. And so then, you know, carrying on into my early adult life, I really started to feel that pressure. Um, and then it was just kind of a rabbit hole from there. And then I moved to L.A., and um, holy shit like it's a, it's a that's when place. things got bad I will say though I've never technically had like I never had bulimia I never had anorexia but I for sure was obsessed with counting my calories like I mean I counted every calorie and don't let me get started on how detailed that yeah. goes but I would get it I get really intense. I went there and, and then I was in, it, and I was in my relationship. I was in a relationship for three and a half years and I feel like I really, I didn't have control. I didn't know who I was. Like I wasn't taking the time to go inward. So I feel like my relationship with food became like the control that I had in my life the only only control that I do and that's
0: what a lot of people say it's like yeah you can't control a lot of things but you can control what goes into your mouth
1: yep and I feel like that's that I held on to that and it did become really unhealthy and uh, I'm so glad to be on the other side of that which is why I love helping people now like get past that
0: it's so it's so true like I remember, like, after school, like, I was always, because I was always working, like, even after school, it didn't, like, I was still, I went to the gym, like, you know, it didn't, I wasn't going through mm-hmm. one of those phases where you train so much in school, and then it just all stops. Like, I, I actually felt really, it took me probably till this year, and mostly, last year, I started working on it, and it was much better, but I would feel so guilty if I didn't work out at, for one day. like the guilt was I just even like I was like it would make me just feel better just to have driven to the gym walk in scan my card and leave if that or you know do something for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and then oh I I went to the gym like at least I did went to the gym today yeah but it got to a point where I I I just couldn't like I couldn't cope with like not going like I would Mm -hmm go I would be so tired after uni all day and I was had barely eaten because you know I'm trying to not put on weight and like now yeah. I'm like obsessed with how I look and you know the shapes and everything and I was like I like always felt like I had thicker thighs and and it was just like just have I have strong thighs you know and I was like you know I'd be pretty fit but like you know whatever and so then I'd you know have some food when I got home if I wanted to and then I'd spend like until closing time at the gym I'm just stepping on that stepper because I learned that the stepper burns the most calories oh yeah but the one at my gym at home it's not like the revolving ones like that we have in equinox Uh, like I don't even think it did anything because I literally just held myself up the whole time and just moved my little legs (laughs) put my headphones in watched the tv so I felt like well you know look at you like at least you're watching tv and Moving, Like, you know, I was like obsessed with it. And I Mm -hmm. was like, you know, you need to burn X amount of calories because you ate X amount of calories today. So you need to at least at the bare minimum have a clean slate. So it was zero, you know, and the worst for me was when I would lose weight. And, and it, the thing is, I could barely lose weight because there wasn't that much to lose Yeah. at the begin, at this beginning of time. Like, there, like I can't get, couldn't get much lower than I already was. And I didn't look super thin. I looked my normal self. I looked mm-hmm. fit. So no one would have ever really known. And, but you. But I was, it, my obsession became with lowering the number
1: yes on the I, scale it
0: was like as soon as you know people are like oh this is my goal weight or whatever they say but i was like oh can we get lower like how far can we go mm. and like it went it went through phases and then it would go through like a phase where i'd put it back on because as you do because like that's, that's not cuz being just that life. yeah being that weight is not sustainable it's not sustainable your body knows its natural weight like I was still super fit like if this is your balanced weight then that's your balanced weight but then I'd get sick or something and I used to I would go through these phases where I would feel like sick where I would wouldn't eat for two weeks and it would work for me and I actually wouldn't be hungry like that was probably
1: um that was a subconscious thing.
0: Yeah, totally was. Because mm-hmm. I felt like you got through the first day and then it was super easy. You'd have like barely anything for like two weeks and then it would drop. And I was able to maintain that. And then it was like, now can we push it even lower? Like even when I got glandular fever, I lost so much weight because I was so tired. I couldn't eat. I was just sleeping all day. And then it just got pushing lower and lower. The lowest I think I got to was 45 kilos for me. What so is what 45
1: kilo? We can ask Alexa. Yeah. Oh, you have Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, how much is 40 f- kilos in weight? 45. Here's something I found on the internet. In
0: 240 pounds, there are 108.86. Nope, she doesn't know. Alexa. Come on, Alexa. Siri, how much is 45 99. kilos in pounds? In 240 pounds, there are 100. 99. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, off.
1: Oh my but god! I'm 99. short as well. You're tiny. I'm short
0: anyway, so but I, it was still. probably just under that, and um, and I, I felt great. I felt the best I've ever felt because it's all about that physical look.
1: Do you ever look back at yourself in do, pictures and you're like, whole, oh no? See, for me when I, because the lowest I was like 108. I'm like 100, a I actually have no clue how much I don't have a right scale anymore. I yeah, I don't have. That. I have one, but it's. Under my bed and I haven't like it is so dusty. In fact, the last time that my scale was out was my neighbors wanted to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Do you guys have a scale? I'm like, no. And then I texted them back, I'm like, oh wait, I do have a scale. I like and that then you I, don't
0: remember. Yeah.
1: And then I told them, I was like, you guys can just keep it. And then I guess they gave it back because um I just cleaned under the bed again. I don't know when was it, like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "How did my scale get here?" <laughs> <laughs> so they must have gave it, given it to Satch, and Satch put it back under the bed. But so funny. Yeah, I look back at myself when I have when I see pictures of myself when I was at that weight. I was just like, "How did you like? Who was not tell like? Why didn't anybody tell you you were too damn skinny at the time?" I, like, oh. See, ugh. but I
0: don't. See, the thing with me is, I never. it 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 didn't didn't look look it doesn't look like it it looks like i'm thinner Mm -hmm. but it doesn't look abnormal it doesn't look like i'd go i hadn't gone too. like i say it like you know relatively but it hadn't looked like i'd gone too far yeah for myself you know there was i didn't have like bones protruding or anything crazy like you know i felt great and i look i look a picture i'm like i I, it. like i shouldn't say that but i'm like looked fine pretty look looked pretty good but how did you feel I felt I actually this is the thing this is the problem I felt good yeah I felt good like I didn't because I'd got into such a mindset about what I was eating and I'd slowly like you know eat a bit more or whatever but I was so health conscious about it Mm -hmm. that it ended up just being a bit but the problem is I was obsessed with maintaining it because it was yeah. like, okay, it's not going any lower. Your life revolved around it, it. Revolved around, okay, you need to be this skinny forever, otherwise, yeah. death. Yeah. But you know, that's just—it's not a good place. But no. How how did you overcome? How did you get over that?
1: Wow. Um, f- focusing on myself, going inward, and quit living my life on the surface.
0: Okay. Like, did you ever go to therapy or anything?
1: I never went to therapy. I started when my, rela- when my last relationship ended, I fell into a dark hole. Like I should say a tunnel because I don't like dark hole. I don't like the whole mm. uh, analogy, but I fell into like this dark tunnel of depression. And I hadn't, by the way, I've never been a depressed person in my entire life. Like I've never actually understood people that say that they're depressed. I'm like, you're having a bad day. You're fine, mm. you know.
0: I think people use that term very lightly these days. And Absolutely. And I think it's really serious. And we yeah. need to, like, really step back about terminology. I,
1: com- I completely agree with you because I also, I have a sister who's bipolar. So when I see depressed, I, like, I would look at her like, that is depressed, you know. So yeah. whenever anybody used the word depressed, I'm like, no, you're not, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually fell into depression. Like I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to. I, I didn't even. All I did was the first thing I did, I binged Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, and then I realized I couldn't keep just binging shows that I needed to like do something about my life. I needed to pick myself up and I needed to like work on myself because I had lost who I was. And so I started meditating. I promised myself I was going to start meditating every single day. And I started reading books, like self-help books. And then I went to this amazing, um, it was like, it was, I guess it was kind of therapy. It was like a two-week course where I had to actually go to this, um, they held it and it was like a seminar sort of situation, but it was like a two-week intensive self-development seminar and it completely changed my life like that's when I was able to like really set goals for myself and work on me and when I was able to and th- this took this took a few years yeah, like it's not to a get course like it it literally just... took me three years to really like wake up to who I am you know because I've always been like oh I don't you know I I've always I've always thought like I just don't really know who I am and then it took me digging in to find out who I am and to honor me. And that is really what transformed my life and my relationship with food and my body and everything about me, you know, all of my imperfections. Now I'm looking at myself and just think that I'm, I mean, we're all perfectly imperfect.
0: Yeah, and there is no real perfect yeah no one has it no one will ever have it
1: yeah there's the the perfectly imperfect thing there's it there's actually a term in the Japanese culture for this it's called wabi-sabi
0: wabi-sabi
1: wabi-sabi it means perfectly imperfect and I just think it's such a brilliant usage of words yeah because we we don't you know
0: you're perfect yeah we like, just you know, we're just
1: we are who we are and when we can honor who we are oh my god you realize how worthy you are
0: you can thrive yeah you can soar you can do what I, i'm all about living the to your best potential and living to the best version of yourself absolutely but you're perfectly imperfect yeah that's what I'm going to title this like podcast episode. Yeah. Perfectly imperfect with Alyssa Espraza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do love a, it. You
0: should do a seminar on being perfectly imperfect. That's actually a good idea. I'd, I'd, I'd be into it. But that brings us to, so you've obviously, you went into yourself, you found yourself because you weren't a chef when you came, you wanted to be a host like yeah. me and be more in the media. And then you moved to food.
1: Yeah, Which is, is, which is
0: ironic, mm-hmm. but, but it's not because I know there's a lot of people out there that have bad relationships with food who end up becoming like dietitians or chefs or anything, you know, you have to, but you have to do a complete 360.
1: 1,000%. Because now your
0: day revolves around it and you've got to make sure this is a positive day around the food. Yeah. Was it hard at first?
1: No, I think... I was so obsessed with the idea of like how I could control food. That's what made me, that's what turned me on so deeply to cooking food. Wow. It was because it was like, oh, now I really have the control, right?
0: Yeah, and everything I put in the pan, it's not what I put in my body, but goes from the pan, from, from the grocery store, it's what I choose, the nourishing foods I choose, to the pan To
1: my insides. Yeah. So I became obsessed with cooking. Everything that revolved around cooking, I was obsessed with. And again, my boyfriend at the time, he was a super foodie and I was good at cooking. And um, so I, he made, you know, he kind of like in that sense gave me the confidence to like,
0: okay. The activity you were doing.
1: Yeah. And he, and one day um, he came home and I was like, I think I'm going to go to culinary school. And he's like, Yes. You should go to culinary school i'm like yeah i think that's what i should be doing wow. so i went to culinary school i did that whole thing but um yeah it was really hard when i was in culinary school because we had to taste everything and i was so worried about especially during our baking season mm. i was so worried <laughs> about like eating too much like counting the calories because i knew also that like what calories filled me up and what calories didn't fill me up. I was still, I was, even though I had an unhealthy relationship with food, I had a healthy relationship knowing what I was putting into my body. So like, yeah. I still wouldn't choose, like I wouldn't eat a donut over, uh, like
0: the salad, a, even though they had the same amount of calories. A sweet potato.
1: Yeah. It, I would, yeah. I would eat a sweet potato, even though I had more calories and yeah. not a donut because I knew that the sweet potato would keep me full longer. Yeah. So um, when I was in culinary school, we had to eat everything. So, yeah, that was really hard for me to to to, to eat that. <laughs> yeah,
0: to, but it probably pushed you to being more open to all the different foods yeah. out there. Oh, yeah, and
1: for sure it did. Yeah. And then
0: you worked as a chef and then you decided to go and do it on your own
1: yeah yeah I worked um, with Wolfgang Puck catering for a while during culinary school and outside of culinary school and then I always knew that I didn't want to stay in that industry for too long I wanted to be a private chef and I was so lucky to be in the place where I am now in Los Angeles where people have the money to hire private chefs and a girl named Laura, super talented private chef, took me took me under her wing and kind of like taught me how to run my own business. And she actually gave me my first client, um, who I can't say because this yes, is a celebrity. It's fine, don't worry. Is a celebrity, but like, I'm when like I
0: say at it, least it's like a <laughs> chef and a private chef. I mean, she's like a legit chef <laughs> and private
1: chef. I've cooked for a lot of. Yeah, a listers. Beautiful story, <laughs> but um, it was just so crazy because it was like my first client ever was this X. person. Yes. <laughs> what? Did you
0: deep down always have an interest in having your own business at all?
1: Yeah, I've actually always been super entrepreneurial. In fact, even along the food industry. When I was um, just fresh out of high school, I used to work at Massage Envy. I was like the front desk girl. And I used to package lunches. I would make different salads and different sandwiches and people could put their order in. And I would make them sandwiches and salads for lunch. So random. Oh, my god! I, I know, but I would charge. Uh, so they would have to put their order in like a week in advance and I would make extra money. Yeah it's funny and, and if i'm like working and i know the sandwiches are good i'll pay because Every- you,
0: you're not gonna charge me 30 dollars for a sandwich yeah
1: everybody was only eating my food like my sandwiches and salads and
0: did you get like do you get i mean we talked about your love language and everything do you get like is it a like whether it's a secret or like an open satisfaction seeing people enjoy what you cook
1: 1000% and it fuels you yes I love it yeah yeah I I can I can see that
0: and but it's it's not like a selfish or a self it's not anything it's just like you feel good
1: yeah it makes me feel good that they're enjoying something that I was able to give to them
0: on. that's your act of service yeah oh, I love
1: it.
0: and then okay so then we go on we're cooking away we're baking away mm-hmm. we're cutting is that what you yeah you cut when yeah. you cook I was like what else can you really do I'm not a cook. um chop chop sure that's a better time. chop it up do you cut your fingers a lot no you won't
1: I know I've cut my finger once when I needed stitches but oh the, what stitches but yeah but
0: but you don't, not on a daily no
1: okay because i do on wood. <laughs> on like, a daily. Oh, like
0: i have a burn that's healing at the moment oh. i have a burn like every time i bake oh no and like it, it's scarred. where's the other one i saw it this morning oh there, there's one. Oh yeah that's they're, they're, one. Like, they're, they're great they're I, i'm i i can cook but i i will i will injure myself you learn point.
1: to be when when you are in this industry which i actually know a lot of chefs that have tons of scars and I have a few scars but my last scar I was like this is my last scar I swear (laughs) because it hurts so freaking bad that I'm like never again and knock on wood I haven't yeah I haven't had any serious episodes since but thank god yeah
0: but what was the everything's going for you again cooking chopping baking
1: what happened next
0: (laughs) Then you hit a point yeah. where you needed more. Oh, and yeah. I was, I, I, I claim it like I'm like... You were a part star, of that but, journey. But I, I feel like, because I saw you and I remember, I, I remember it so vividly because you were already in class this Thursday morning because you you're probably being Alyssa you'd probably worked out before class because that's (laughs) what you do what do you do like arms day or
1: something yeah I would do like arms you had
0: already worked out so you were inside and I was just walking by and it's a glassed window and I had to put my bags down and stuff and I was like I was I remember I was in a mood I think I had my like my I was cramping and I was like my boss had been really mean to me the day before so I was just like whatever and I was just like oh wait no, that's that's the wrong story that's a different day oh. but sorry <laughs> I was like I remember I do remember seeing you on this day and and I was like hmm, interesting and then I and you were like you were just chill but I was like again I'm really good Mm -hmm. with the the vibes I was like you didn't say anything or anything but I was like okay and then you told me like whether it was during or after you were like I'm missing something I'm missing something there's something missing and I was like girl I get you I've been feeling this for 10 years yeah and I don't don't know you told me like I don't know what I'm doing with my life like I'm feel like this all the time I go through ups and downs and it's just like a whole mess but then I remember a few weeks later Mm-hmm. And this is the day I was thinking of, I was coming in and I was in like my mood with my cramps as I do. And you were just so happy. And I was just like, girl is what? And then I was like, shit, something like she's, you know, like she's already got the <laughs> ring at this point. What else could she be happy about? This girl? Like, did she find her dress? And, and you were like, I found it, my calling. And I was like shut up <laughs> I was like it took you three weeks I'm still finding it but yeah. it was like I remember it so vividly because you were like you had this glow to you and then from then on like not that you're never not glowing because you, you're always oh, glowing thank you like radiating and everything but you were just <laughs> yeah like literally that's how I you. Yeah. and but you were just so like you re-inspired you had yeah. direction yeah and what was that process like
1: you know, I think in the time I I keep referring to my breakup because it was a, it was such in between that time and now has been like the biggest transformation in my life. I have grown like crazy. So now when I'm in a when I'm in my dark tunnel When I go through any sort of adversity in my life, I'm I have the tools to pull myself out right away. And one of the one of the biggest things that I recommend to everybody is when you are in that tunnel, like when you aren't satisfied in your life, because this is what. I'll first talk about what happened to me in my life. I was feeling stagnant. I was feeling like unfulfilled in my career anymore because I wasn't sure that I necessarily wanted to be in Los Angeles forever. And to be, you know, a private chef, you have to be somewhere in a big city where people can... People
0: actually can afford it and want
1: it. Exactly. And, and And I also felt like there was just so much... I had grown so much more than just like... A chef than just cooking for people, which there are some amazing chefs, of course. But like for me, it was so much deeper, and I, I, my spirituality had deepened tremendously. Like I, I meditate every single day. I read every single day. I do breath work. I journal. I, I just do all of the self development work, and I'm like, man, I, I feel like I could be not just cooking for people, but like helping people, and not just in a food way, like not even just so much as a nutritionist but like n- even deeper than that so in my in my dark tunnel um, that was last year so in 2019 in like ju- was it like July or August that yeah. I was feeling funky
0: was yeah like where we've hit the media now
1: yeah and then no I think it was even later than that I think it was like. August all I know is like
0: you, maybe it was because you had like a few I got months before you were going to start the program.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I think I had kind of started to, to research all yeah. of this stuff in July or August. But what I did was to get to this point was I wrote out a list of all of the thing, like all of the things that I love to do in my life, the way that I love to live my life, the the things I love in life, how I want to live my life in the future, um, my surrounding, everything like that, and and how I can make that happen. What can I do career wise that allows me to live the kind of life that is meaningful, that's purpose purposeful, that gives me um, fulfillment in all areas of my life, not just in my you know personal life, but also in my professional life. And when I wrote all those things out, it was. Like you say, it was just like a switch for me. I'm like, oh my God, hello. I want to help women become the best version of themselves because that's what I did with learning how to love myself from the inside out. And when I can learn to love myself internally, then I can learn to love myself externally, like with your food and exercise. But it has to start from within.
0: Because all... And all of, it just made so much sense because everything like this goes hand in hand. It
1: encapsulates everything Everything. of me. And that is what my goal was. Like, that is how I got to this point. And then, um, yeah. And then, so literally within like a few weeks, I was like, I have it. I know what I'm going to do. I signed up for school. I was actually going to finish school this year, 2020. Um at the end of this year but because covid i was i was able to bust out school so fast mm-hmm and you
0: hustled and you and oh, you were yeah. like on a schedule like you were, oh yeah it was like I've got to get up to this chapter this week yep and I was like oh is your teacher you know gonna say you you were like oh no there's no teacher like I'm like the, <laughs> and you had like about 50 textbooks oh my god so would, many and books and you, you would send me like oh look what I just saw in this textbook this relates to you and I'm like oh my god this is like I'm I feel like I was learning as you were teaching yeah. It was so special because, you know, you'd go on your socials every, like, whether it was every day or every couple of days, and like, this is what I learned today. And there was, that was so much. And I was like, and I felt like I was getting smarter. <laughs> like, I was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. Like, you are, and, and that's just kind of who you are, but it's also what your purpose is to share the knowledge, to share the love, to share the gratitude. Like, it's all yeah. about empowering everyone at the same time we don't need to just you know put people down to make yourself feel better that's not what it's about and do you feel like this you feel like that was the right move for you
1: i have never i have have, yeah i have never felt so aligned in my entire life than i do now even in a pandemic i'm like you know what what else you got for me universe throw it at me i I can figure this shit out. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it.
0: And yeah, because you would have had um, a lot of your chefing, your personal chefing would have slowed down. Mm -hmm. Was that, how how did you deal with that? I mean, you've got the tools already to like sort it out, but was there like any moments of fear?
1: Oh, absolutely. I was, I was, I mean, I had, I had days where I was crying because my business had cut in half and you know going from like six clients to two clients was very was financially a scare for me Um, but I also I knew like that was a scare for me but I also had built up a savings like just in case something ever happened you know and like thank God but it also it challenged me You know I feel like it 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 was the universe's way of like okay how how can you handle this you know or how can you be more prepared next time or um just always thinking ahead yeah I
0: think that was a massive it's a massive lesson for a lot of people in 2020 like you know it's not so much are you prepared like financially for something to go wrong it's how do you handle something yes. when something out of your control goes wrong. Yes. You know, none of this pandemic you don't no one has control over it. The
1: only thing we can control truly or things or the thing that can't be taken away is our choice, how
0: we react.
1: How we react, our choice and and the control we have over our mind mm. because a lot of times we tend to believe our thoughts. And our thoughts aren't always necessarily serving to us. No,
0: I've learned that. Yeah. I, so I had, I, I would like to call it the apocalyptic summer. That's <laughs> oh, how oh, yeah. I describe it. I, I yeah. didn't, I like this year, I like I with the, in general terms, in terms of COVID and when things and change and things happen in my life, I'm actually very strong. I'm very resilient. I don't have like I'm very able to adapt and bounce back, even though I'm super organized and like a list taker. If things need to change, I'm okay with it. But other stuff in my personal life went wrong and I didn't know, I did Mm -hmm. fall into that depression and that was the first time for me I'd been there and that was really scary and I kind of understood it a little more when people, you know, when people say like, oh, you should talk about it. I understood it from the other perspective. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to feel like you know whatever it was. That's for another day. But I do feel like it was, in terms of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Like it is what it is. I'm 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 very you know happy go with the flow of go. But in terms of you, there was a the point you told me to cut it out mm-hmm. and that was actually confronting for me
1: mm. but
0: like for two minutes <laughs> I was
1: like oh my god sometimes you just need somebody I, to put it I in think, front of your face I for you, you to see it
0: and like I wanted to ask with that you um do you have you ever are you scared you're not obviously no but do, would you consider that confrontation like in terms of everyday life like, are you a confrontational person? And I don't mean that when I say confrontational. I'm learning, and I've learned this a lot the last couple of months about the it meaning doesn't of mean, confrontation. Yeah, it
1: doesn't mean it's because anything abrasive.
0: In my my personality, and this is my mom's told me this. It's, it's from the day I was born. I don't want help. I don't. I. I'll work it out myself. I'll do it myself. I've always been very independent. Mom always, like, cries about the fact that I never let her do my hair. Like, you know, moms want to do their little girl's hair. No, she wasn't allowed to touch it. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want any help with anything. And But it backfired. And while, you know, when, you were, when I was younger, like, in, teachers in school would praise that, you know, she's very headstrong, independent, like, she'll be fine. But it backfires when a time when you actually need help and you can't ask for it and it can be in any situation where i I might try and do a task that i'm not good at and i could have literally asked one question and it would have fixed my issues but i'll just hustle at it myself and my biggest fear in terms of like personality and like reacting and talking with people i'm the least confident i just i can't bring up anything Mm. i can't confront a situation I can't say what's on my mind because I always feel like a burden which is not I know it's not true but that's how from my perspective it's like someone will be like yeah of course sure no worries but I'm like I can't ask so but there's I have one friend who is always been quite direct and quite confrontational a lot of the times especially when we were younger a bit too abrupt and hurtful of other people's feelings and she would have to apologize because she overstepped on the line or whatever. But I talked to her recently and I was like, you know, how do you, how did you become like that? What you brought up like that? Did your parents, were they confrontational? So that's, she was like, no, they were the opposite. They couldn't make a decision. So I was, I became the opposite, but she said, as I've grown, I don't call it confrontational anymore. I call it more direct and um, I make an effort now to listen and before trying to talk and say my opinion and I try and so I think about the other person before I say it so it, mm-hmm. she was like you've got to stop thinking it as a of it as like a burden as a confrontation and stuff and that five minutes of my spiel but what it comes back to like I was already in a place where I was like coming out of like I like that you said no hole it was tunnel I was yeah. coming out of my tunnel and I had even it was really weird like the day before A few days before I had journaled about how I felt like I was coming out of the tunnel and, you know, I was finding the light and, but I was still holding on. I was still upset about some, 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 some certain things, Yeah. but I didn't even realize, I honestly didn't realize that it was coming across. Like I was still holding on to things Mm -hmm. and you, you pretty, you said to me, like, it's good to be vulnerable, but snap out of it. Yeah. And just like that for two minutes, I was like, oh my God, that's like really harsh But then two minutes later, I was like, oh, my God, I needed that. I needed someone to tell me because no one – it's not that I don't have no people in my life. I'm not some celebrity that gets a yes everywhere I look. But no one told me, snap it. Yeah. And I needed that, you know? Like, how did – do you – when you – if you were to say that to someone, do you feel uncomfortable? Like, oh, should I say this? Should I not? Or you just just go with it?
1: No. I spent – my entire life suppressing my own voice and it was I mean my mom I'm so blessed to have like my mom and my stepdad they have been the biggest support system in my entire life but I trusted them so much with my life that I lost my voice like I didn't trust myself even in my last relationship I didn't trust myself so now putting in the work that I have put in I have become a very direct or confrontational person because I would rather like just say it and get it out and also like people are going to take it or leave it yeah. which I think if they're going to take it personally that's on them but if they're going to they can take or leave the advice that I give to them but if somebody's going to open up to me like I'm going to give it to them straight because I see I can see it from an outsider's perspective and I can usually see like Okay, this person just needs to
0: be on I, this path. Like yeah, this and,
1: and if you can be a little more direct sometimes with people, like if they don't like it, you know, they're they're not for you. But if you can give it to somebody if you can give it to somebody in a way that sheds light, that you can that they can see it more directly, you know what I mean, from like a a logical point of view. Then I feel like it can help them get through it because oftentimes, like when we're stuck, when we're in it personally, we're in that like you know, feminine energy, right? But when you can like release that masculine energy, which is the more like direct, assertive, communicative, um, penetrative, 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 yeah, penetrative. um, yeah. when you can give that to somebody at first it kind of stings and then you're like oh shit I feel better like okay that makes so much sense
0: yeah it just
1: so if you can yeah yeah, if you can fine-tune that muscle for yourself like it just does wonders for you
0: yeah I think I think uh, because I talk I have a lot of friends who are very similar to me and um oh there's a light coming on guys oh it got dark (gasps) god Four fifty. <laughs> this is not good enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I have. We're very similar with that. Like you know, I. It, it's tough because I can't say how I feel. Yet I'm gonna get upset about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in the other person's defense, they don't know how I feel because I never. T- I never told them. Yeah. So I think like that's something that I'm t- I've been working on for years. I feel like I'm getting a bit better, but this year taught me a lot about it be more direct about your feelings don't do not t- is dwindle the right word just like yeah dwindle I, felt, mm-hmm. I like dwindle that's, that's a pretty word kind yeah of like that. dwindle <laughs> that's very cute I have, yeah I felt very dwindly. <laughs> yeah. and it was just and but I, I got it like you know I'd never been in that sort of dark place and things hit all at once and people were like, oh, you know, it's probably COVID. I'm like, well, it's not because I know myself well enough that, you know, yes, obviously that has things to do with it. And there were other issues, but it, I listened to this podcast the other day and it like blew my mind. And I was like, this makes so much sense to me. This is how I felt because he was talking about how he went through this depression or something. And he had never gone through such a tough, park place and he's like I'm so confident like why is it what What? how did this happen and he said if you're from Australia it was Merrick Watts and Merrick (laughs) Watts he used to be a radio announcer and then he left and he'd been in there for 20 years and then he didn't know what to do with his life you know things dried up and he was like well now what um and he said when I'm confident I'm resilient when I lose my confidence I'm no longer resilient and I was like, that encapsulates exactly how I felt. I because I, I felt like I'd lost my confidence and I just couldn't work out why I wasn't bouncing back like I usually do. Like when I'm when I'm usually upset, I'm not the girl that I I'm never I'm never emotional to begin with. But if I'm upset about something, give it like, you know, thirty minutes, have a little cry about it, and now it's like, what can we do to fix this? Like what yes. can I change? to f- make the situation better for me if I can't change the situation I need to learn how to deal with the situation but for some reason for the first time ever I couldn't deal with anything and it just it was a nightmare but I don't know what it was that one day it was just like well no we're done now and then you me- and then a few days later your message was like snap it and I was like gone
1: (laughs) like it's not like look it's not that
0: simple but like more or less like I feel after honestly after that message I felt the happiest I'd felt all year because I was I was just like in such a better more creative place I want to look in millennials talk I like to talk um I like to bring up a millennial article or something in the news that's related to what we're going to talk about sort of thing and because you're all about health and wellness and helping people. Also, like, just a side note before I forget to say it. I'm going to put a list of stuff in the show notes. And if you want coaching and life advice and all of that, she's, she's there. And she's I'm your open. girl. She's open. She's free. She's good. She'll save it's yourself. It's all online.
1: So it's, it's COVID all on, free. Exactly.
0: You can be anywhere in the world and she'll COVID be there friendly. for you. Um, uh, we're gonna, I want to talk about snacking during covid. So there's this article that came out recently and um what does it say? I wrote some little notes for you. Going to read it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> snacking this, this article will be in the show notes. Snacking has become a lifeline during the pandemic with 88% of adults saying they are snacking more at the moment. And 70% of millennials and 67% of those working from home during the pandemic prefer snacking over meals. Snacking has shifted to be more of a solo activity with comfort food being the number one driver, more than 53% of consumers buying nostalgic childhood brands. So at the same time, 64% of adults are relying on snacks to nourish their body, mind and soul, while 56 are seeking options that are immunity boosting. So um, industry reports say salty snacks and e-commerce shopping have been growing in popularity. And I wanted to know your thoughts on these little facts snacking versus meals where do you go to first
1: uh snacking the first thing I'm going to say usually when people are snacking it's not because they're hungry exactly people are snacking because they're bored and they are trying to they're bored or they're procrastinating Exactly. or they're just or if you're if you've ever noticed when you're on the phone Sometimes, even I catch myself doing this all the time. When I'm on the phone with my mom somehow like the almond butter jar is open. It's like, "What yeah. the fuck you just ate seven tablespoons of almond yeah. butter? I don't really know, but that was a lot. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's always like a mindless process for for the most part. Um, and i I really i I try to avoid snacking unless you unless you actually are so hungry like maybe you're on a hike and you need to eat a bar because you need energy and you're not going to have a meal for a few hours like of course grab a snack but if you're just at home and you feel like you need a snack you probably didn't have a satiating enough breakfast lunch or dinner Mm -hmm. um so yeah I feel like a lot of times snacking is mindless I think
0: I like I totally agree because I've been there um, especially we all like we like such guilty. a mindless activity the salty
1: thing i'm not really sure about i don't know what that could pertain to but going back to the nostalgic that's, snacks that's
0: what i want to touch on 53 percent uh buying nostalgic childhood brands at this time
1: um that comf-
0: that's comfort eating exactly
1: right? people are comfort eating because they're feeling a little bit lonely and once again bored so they're reaching for something that feels Safe to them, which is their childhood. Maybe some people didn't have a yeah, safe childhood.
0: But right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Arios during childhood were really there.
1: Yeah. So that's good. But there is something, even if people didn't have a a good childhood, a lot of times people still when you get that feeling of nostalgia, it does in a sense like you're, it tricks your brain into you feeling like you're safe, like you're like, because it's comfortable and it's familiar. Cute. So it's like, okay, everything is so unfamiliar right now in this pandemic, which is why I'm reaching for the, all these comfort foods when I was a kid. It's because it makes, it's the thing that feels familiar to me.
0: I love that. Is, what have you? What have you been reaching to during? Sorry, is another hummingbird? I'm like dying over it. Um, what are you it. reaching to during the pandemic, or just in general? Like, what is your go-to? I know. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what. Tell it me. It tell it me. <laughs> Alyssa starts her day with oatmeal, <laughs> yeah. and she adds blueberries and almond butter, and she'll sometimes sprinkle some chia seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm making it up now. And then she moves to flaxseed. Um, Alyssa doesn't. List of fucking parcels all day, so she doesn't tell us what she eats for lunch. But it's usually uh, a is... salad,
1: <laughs> and I I'm... Ch- I'm trying to be better about that.
0: It's really rude. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, well, do, should I t- start
1: posting my salads? I, I should I post I breakfast, would, lunch, and dinner? I
0: would love to, like, you know, people Some I think you could really every couple of days or every okay. um, week all or right. something do it, like, what I eat in the day. So, everything you eat, like, from morning, what you're drinking all day, which is usually water. Um, yeah, show us. Okay. Really into a couple it. times
1: a week or maybe just once? A couple times?
0: Whatever you feel like. You can make it into a reel.
1: Okay. I'll, that's actually a good idea. So I'm really interested. Okay, it. I'll, still do, I'll start doing that. I'm like, for so real. For real? You can <laughs> reel into the reels? <laughs> I'm, for real. I'm like, I love a good reel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then for dinner, she's really always, cool.
0: Alyssa's like really good. and She has she still have not taught me. That are cooking without oil. Yeah. And she makes this pasta that's got this lemon thing going on. Oh,
1: that's my and naughty pasta. That's a naughty pasta. That's a naughty. But one. it's so good. It's a
0: good one, and she um is the queen of the world. Oh, <laughs> I so love cool. you. So I'm gonna wrap it up here for this episode. But thank you for tuning. and Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, this I'm so actually,
1: happy. I'm I love this.
0: I'm... Aww, my friend.
1: My friend. <laughs> I'm still being of course we're touching hands don't tell anybody but we're wearing I masks I i'm, just, <laughs> just I'm kidding. safe we're good
0: i think um we're all good and so yeah i like I'm, thank you for having me thank you for being here stay tuned because she's going to talk about menstruation now here we go i think you should really i i think this is for everyone
1: men too boys, yeah
0: more so but can you plug your um? Can you Can you, yeah. can you plug your socials and stuff for us? Quickly? Yeah, pimp myself out. And yeah, and tell us where to find you. So yes,
1: yeah. um, I am on Instagram at Alyssa in the kitchen. That's A L Y S S A in the kitchen. And yeah, I can't wait to connect with you. If you heard this episode, shoot me a DM so I can say what's up, and find out Anita's. Deepest, darkest secrets.
0: (laughs) Okay, I think my microphone's not working right now, so we'll cut it here. Okay. I don't know why. I think I'm like yelling into yours. Um, but thank you for join. Oh, this is Alyssa's microphone. Thank you for joining us. Um, but yeah, shoot into her DMs because she will always reply with a love heart. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.